Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. I hope it has been and will be. Thank you so much. Um, isn't it good to be in church, start the year off in God's house? Amen. Great worship, fresh wind. I love that song. Um, and uh, yeah, please join us for coffee after the service and we're going to have a good time. But Although we'll just uh, lean into the moment a little bit. If I haven't met you yet, my name is Swen. Uh, I, I have the privilege of leading this church with my wonderful wife, Lara, and an incredible team. And uh, yeah, it's a privilege to be starting the new year off with a service. And so I just want to take a moment to pray for you, if that's okay. Uh, I think it would be appropriate for us just to dedicate ourselves to the Lord, but also to receive what God wants to give to us. Amen? Like, um, if, I say, if I tell my son that I have something for him... Uh, I tell you what, he, uh, he's there ready. And when it's not what he wants, he's a little bit disappointed. Anybody else's kids like that? I've got a gift for you. Awesome, what is it? It's a puzzle. What, a puzzle? Let me take this puzzle off, you know? Want something special, something big from God. I reckon that we need to want it. You know, um, God loves, loves it when we're humble. Because when we're humble, we draw near to Him. And when we draw near to Him, he can actually give us all that we need and more. Not only salvation, but His presence, His uh, gifts, joy, peace. Uh, maybe this year it's not a Ferrari for you. But maybe this year it's a, a healthy relationship with your wife, with your husband. Maybe this year it's not just profits that you're after, but it's His presence. So I really believe that, that I'm believing this from God for this year, that this is going to be the year of the most fun. Who needs that this year? If I have a word for myself this year, it's fun. You know, it's, it's, to, it's to enjoy the people in my life, to enjoy God, to make memories and to have fun. And not just let the conversation of the world be pulling us down, but rather just be like a, a rocket that's going to space. I'm having fun. And there's going to be turbulence along the way, but with enough power, you get through the turbulence, right? In the words of the great philosopher, Fulkertier, what's it to me if you're not... If power doesn't work, you're just not using enough. And so we're going to have fun this year. Amen. But I believe that God wants to give you an increase of joy in 2023. I believe that God wants to give an increase of health. I believe 2023 is going to be the year where, there is, where God is stirring up a hunger in His church. A hunger for Him. A hunger to see Him move in our lives. A hunger for Him to touch our colleagues, our families. A hunger to see our ministry in your workplace continue to grow and expand where God's going to anoint you to bear the message of the year of His favor. And not just a year of, yeah, bless me. No, but a year where Jesus is going to move in your life and bring the favor of salvation into your world. And so if we can just pray and reach out to God and say, God, I want more of you this year. I want your presence. If you're with me and saying, I want more fun this year. Amen. We'll just cut the service off there because that's all we need today. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your presence. Lord, we thank you that in your presence there is the fullness of joy. 
God, I thank you that it is the joy of the Lord that gives us strength. And so, Father, I pray that right now, as your children, we would receive the gifts that you have for us, the gift of your spirit, the gift of your presence, the gift of your joy, the gift of of health, of healthy marriages, healthy workplaces, healthy friendships. And Father, I pray it would be a year of supernatural health in our bodies for all who need it. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Church, could we in a prophetic declaration this morning just stand to our feet and give God. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, sorry, sorry. I should have set this up. Should have set so we can have fun. Because I know you're going you're to get like, uh, to get up with a joyful spirit, a youthful spirit. And when you're joyful, you're loud. Amen? When you're joyful, you're happy. We're called, you know, charismatics, we're called happy clappers. Let's be happy clappers today because we want to prophetically say that, God, we thank you for the year of your favor. We thank you for Jesus. And prophetically, we declare that this is going to be a year of fun, of supernatural favor, a year where we're going to have exceedingly uh, more than we expect in health in different areas of our life. So could we do that this morning just to stand to our feet and give God a great clap offering of praise? Also, why don't you turn to someone, give them a high five and say, your best year. Thank you, Diego. Your best year, your best year. I always think that we should have more fun in church than any other, any other point. And uh, I'm going to open up like the, the front of the church. Whenever there is worship or praise to come to the front and dance. I, I am white and have no rhythm. I have one good leg. I'm dancing, amen. Anyway, okay, let's get to the message. Happy New Year, though. Hope it's a, fr- a fruitful year for you and um, a wonderful year ahead. And you know what I love about a new year is that a new year always has a blank slate. You, it's weird. No matter what the year past was, January comes around and it's as if like we have this erase on our memory and we think anything is possible. You know, we can lose however much Uh, calories, we can eat healthy, we can commit to banting, we can commit to whatever. And, and, but we always like by February, we like, I'll do it next year again. You know, I'm going through a rough year. No, we're going to sustain it this year. But we, we, I love the fact that New Year's start with new hope. And some of us don't think like, God, whatever this year is, I'm in for it, but let it not be a repeat of last year. Who's there? Yeah, 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 yeah. A few of you. But it's a great time of year to actually evaluate and um, to think about, okay, God, what, what, what's going to happen this year? What do I, we, we look at our uh, expectations, we look at our dreams, we look at our uh, desires, we look at our ambitions, all good things, right? Like we want to, some people might want to get fitter, some people want to build a bigger business this year, some people want to go on an overseas holiday, some people want to go on a local holiday, some people would like to move into a new house, some people would like to upgrade their car, some people would like to make new friends this year. There's so many good things. Some people want Liverpool to win a match this year. 
But we all have goals for the year, and that's a good thing. And I think the beginning of the year is always a great time to assess what is it that we want to get out of the year. Because the, re- the truth is that if we have no plan, we will always go nowhere, or at least we'll go somewhere by accident. But we never go somewhere by accident, and it's not generally a good place. It's normally just, well, let life happen to me. But at the beginning of the year, we get to set aside and go, okay, this is where I actually want to lean into this year. And it's a good time to stop and evaluate how things are going. And I heard this in a podcast this week where the person said, experience is not the best teacher. Because there are a lot of people with lots of experience, but they're still stupid. In what they're doing, not mentally, in what they're doing. He said that it's evaluated experience that is actually a good teacher. Thinking about the experiences that you have so that you know if there's any changes that you need to make. And hopefully this year you've got some changes that you need to make and want to make. But I actually want to help us today to set this up to be your best year. Could you have the faith to believe God that 2023 can be your very best year? Not just in business, not just in marriage, not just in friendship, not just in holiday and all that stuff, but your best year ever. And the premise of my talk today is simple. It's, it will be your best year if it's your best year spiritually. It will be your best year if it's your best year spiritually. Now, I know the pushback already is like, okay, Swen, but we're not like in ministry like you. You're always in this thing. Um, we actually have real lives to live, and we've got jobs to go to and things to do. But I want, but the, but I want to give you nuggets today that will help you to realize that there is one area of your life that affects every other area of your life, and that's your spiritual life. Your spiritual life actually ripples into your marriage, into your friendships, into your business, into your business practice, into your every area of your life. And so if we can get that part in a healthy way, the rest is of benefit. And I think we should have exercise goals. We should have holiday goals. We should have business goals. I mean, who goes into a new year, Lord, I would like this to be the least profitable year ever. I would like to get no bonus this year. God, could, you, could we just not go on holiday as a family this year? I would really appreciate I wouldn't want to work harder this year. Nobody goes into a year like that. We go into the year with great expectation and we want to have it to be better. And those are good and they are necessary But the one that makes the most impact is often overlooked, and that is our spiritual health. A lot of us have big, ambitious plans about what we want to study and do. How many of us have big, ambitious plans of how we want to grow closer to God this year? And I encourage you to to take something away from this message today, that it will be your best year if it's your best year spiritually, because it affects every area of your life. Because if you are healthy with God, you're actually can be healthy with your spouse. Did you know that God can help you have more patience in 2023? God can help you have more grace in 2023. God can help you to forgive your spouse in 2023. It's gotten so quiet. I just want this year to be fun, amen? Okay, let's have an altar call to close the service. It'll actually be the best year for your business if you are in a healthy, productive relationship with God. Why? Because God can actually give you insights and strategy into your business. And what you might think is, oh, great, I just came and this is great. I'm starting the year with a bless me message. And You know what? 
good things still go through turbulence. On your, desk, on your journey to an overseas holiday, there are still turbulence in the air where you grab the seats really tight and you confess all of your sins and your declaration of your love to the Lord Jesus Christ. I've been in ministry for more than 10 years, and whenever there's turbulence, I'm like, Lord, I just thank you that I am your child. I just want to get rid of any debt before you, God. There are still turbulence on the way to good destinations. But what will change about your year is the way you experience those turbulence with actually greater levels of peace and joy that they don't overwhelm us. And so it's not either or. It's not, okay, cool, I must just have spiritual like goals. I must become a monk and let the rest of my life go to like whatever happens, happens. No, 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 it's both and. There's just a priority it's just the priority of the first. And that's why Jesus teaches in Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 to 33. He says, so don't worry saying, what shall we eat? What house shall we buy? What shall we, that was me. What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans, they run after all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. So what Jesus is saying, yes, you need food. Yes, you, you, you need drink. Yes, you need clothing. You need a place to stay. All of that, yes, you do. But seek first his kingdom and the rest will still be okay. It's, it's not, he's not saying don't think about those things. He's just don't worry about it. Commit yourself to God. God knows what you need. God knows the desires of your heart. Do you know that he wants to, there's a scripture that says, if you delight in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. But so many of us want the desires of our heart before we delight in the Lord. That's just to enjoy Him, to seek Him, to have fun with God. And so when you put your relationship with God first, the rest has a great covering. It's almost as if you let the God of heaven be the covering over everything else in your life. So let's put Him first in 2023. Mark chapter 8, verse 34 to 37, Jesus teaches, He says, Then He called the crowd along with his disciples and said, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or can anyone, or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Swain's translation, what good is it if you have the most successful business but lose your soul? What good is it if you have the best family life? You've got the Instagram family life, but you forfeit your soul. What good is it if every dream in your heart comes to fruition in 2023, but you are further from God than you were at the beginning of 2023? And Jesus is saying, like, like it's about the priority of putting me first, then let the rest, we can work on the rest. But it's about the start. John 15, Jesus again teaches in verses four to five, he says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruits unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. 
I mean, that's wild. I mean, there were, just think about the amazing gifting that's in this room. Gifting for business, gifting for education, gifting for art. Yet Jesus says that unless we actually remain in him first, we can't do anything that has lasting fruitfulness attached to it. So we can get what we desire, but if it's not in the vine, then it's not lasting fruit. And Jesus wants us to have lasting fruit, eternal fruit, fruit that remains, that even when we go to heaven, we still enjoy the fruits of what we were doing in 2023. It's like we all want... That, that Christmas to keep on going, but it comes to an end. So all good things come to an end. No, fruit that is in the vine never comes to an end. We always enjoy the fruit of heaven, of everlasting life. And Jesus wants us to have everlasting fruitfulness. And so that's why he's saying you can do nothing from an eternal perspective. You can do absolutely nothing unless I am in you and you are in me. That's why I say, that this can be your best year if it's your best year spiritually. Because if you are at God with not a, you know, I don't like that, that phrase, another level. I'm like, how many levels are there, right? There's always another level. And it's not like, oh, it could be better. No, how about we just make it 1% better than it was in 2022? And then next year we do 1% better than this year. And every year we grow in our relationship with the Lord. It doesn't remove hardships but it is through hardships we can remain fruitful i always find it amazing that you have the best year and the worst year wrapped up in the same what matters is our perspective on what's happened and we can remain with a good perspective this year so there are some fruits and benefits to this so the Bible actually teaches that if we live this way, if we live with a God-first attitude, if we live with God-first habits, what will happen is that there is a particular type of fruit that is formed in our life, fruit that will remain. You can't force godly fruit. Have you ever thought, I'm gonna be more patient this year? Mm. I'm gonna be a better dad this year. Mm. By February, you're like, I'm going to be more present this year. Oh, man. You can't force that. Fruit, godly fruit, is formed in our life when it's attached to the vine. I've, I've become this avid gardener, right? And right now my, my garden is being attacked by a little bug, and it's annoying me. Because we're cutting things off. We're, we're, we're trimming, we're cutting, we're trimming, we're cutting and do you know what? Every single plant that I trim, the part that gets trimmed dies. But the part that stays attached can actually continue to grow. And this year, God wants you to remain attached. It might be pruning, yes. But actually, God wants you to be attached so you can be fruitful. And these are the areas of fruit. This is the benefits. Answered prayer. That actually, when we come and pray, we can pray with faith because we're drawing near to God. It's not like a flyby prayer. You know, when we're, when we're in need of something, we like throw some prayer requests to God and we go, God, you didn't answer my prayer. God says, yeah, but I wanna know you. Like, let's have a conversation, right? This is not drive-by, but actually when we pursue a relationship with God, we can be confident in answered prayer. That's John 15, seven. John 15, 11 says that we will have joy. John 15, 12 says we'll have the fruit of love. Uh, Galatians five, which is the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, which is fun, amen, 
peace, that this year can be a year of greater peace for your soul. Patience, oh man. Please don't, don't, don't elbow your spouse, but if your spouse needs more patience this year, that's me looking in the mirror, right? I need more patience this year. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, sticking to the things that you said you were gonna do and expanding them, growing them. Gentleness, self-control. Who needs more self-control this year? I'm like way up there. Other fruits in 2 Peter 1 says, we'll have the fruit of faith, of virtue, which is like moral goodness. We will actually become better people. We'll grow in knowledge of God. We'll have self-control, steadfastness, which is a sticking through things. Godliness, I love this one. Brotherly affection. Brotherly affection. That means not your relationship with your brother or your sister, although that could always be better, amen? Brotherly affection means I actually love the church that I'm in. I love the people I do life with. I love other Christians, even though they annoy me. Nobody here, I'm just like, Dumi, do you mind? To, oh, okay, they are open. Hey, do you mind to open that door? Let's, thank you so much. And growing in love. So basically, you'll grow spiritually this year. You'll become healthier internally, and you will be a better person to be around. Less grumpy, more joy, more love, more patience, more kindness. These are the fruits that impact every area of life. You'll actually become an attractive person. You want, to be, you want your spouse to love you more and be like, oh, there's the man or woman I married. Love Jesus more. No, seriously, like I, like I wish it was, you know, it's like we're always looking for these like big, profound revelations from God. But what we actually just need is to have a revelation of God and to enjoy God and we'll become more attractive people. But as we close, there are three practical habits you can start today today fandach heute now that will help you have the best year yet number one is this commit yourself to daily prayer i'm not even talking about hours i'm just talking about being mindful of god and praying with god Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7 says, Paul writes, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This verse says, if you, basically, if you are battling with anxiety, it's because you're not praying into the areas that you have anxiety in. I keep hearing reports of the world is more anxious. Young people are more anxious than ever before. Do you know why? It's because we're praying less on social more, and I love social. But if we pray into the areas of our anxiety, God's word says that we will experience a greater level of peace because he is with us, a peace we cannot understand. So that's already a motive to to pray. So if you start getting anxious about cup finals or anxious about business deals or anxious about flying, pray until the anxiety goes away. That's how you do spiritual warfare. Just not binding the devil behind every bush, but I'm struggling with this thought. I'm going to keep giving this thought over to God until I experience the peace of God 
that transcends understanding. I don't have a job going into this year, but you know what my, my Bible says? That he will provide all of our needs according to his riches in glory. So if I don't have work and I'm looking for work, I'm gonna trust God for work. I'm gonna pray until I get work. I'm gonna pray until I get fun. Amen. This is just the whole year. Just joy is the message. I want to give you possibly one of the shortest scriptures that I would like you to memorize today. It's two words. 1 Thessalonians 5, 7. Paul says, pray continually. Can we memorize that? Let's go into this year and pray continually. So how do I pray continually? People are going to think I'm weird in the traffic. You don't have to pray out loud. Like, you know, when you get, to the, you get to the shop counter and you thought it was on discount, but it's not on discount. That's not the point to go, proclaiming discount. Somebody is having a difficult time. You don't have to be like, okay, everybody, dear God. No, you can, you can pray continually by letting your mind be on heaven and let your spirit commune with God in a sense of God. Thank you that you're with me today. God, thank you that I got that thing. Thank you for that. God, this is an area I'm struggling with. Could I lift this up to you? And if we are mindful of God through our day, we will find ourselves praying continually. If you want practical, everyday help to pray daily, I wanna suggest a resource to you um, that will help you. It's like, a devo- it's like I think a lot, of, a lot of time we don't pray because we don't know what to pray. We don't know what to use. Like after three minutes, I'm done. Anybody else? No, just, just, just me. No, me neither. I don't struggle with that at all. But actually an, an, a program that'll help you to know how to pray, what happens, and even give you a list and structure is an app called the Pray First app. It's by another church in the States, but I highly recommend it. It's even got some uh, music that you can play in it as well that just helps you to focus. Um, so Pray First app, you can take a, a picture of that if that is something that interests you. I'll give you a moment to do that. If it doesn't interest you, no problem. Number two is daily Bible reading, daily Bible reading. Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners, or stand in the way that sinners take or sits in the company of mockers. But those who delight in the law of the Lord and who meditates in, on his law day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. That basically says this, if we will keep going to God's word, we will stay internally healthy. It means that we will become more secure. It means that we will enjoy the fruit of knowing God in a deeper way, okay? It means that I drink from the word of God every day. It means that my life will be fruitful, healthy, strong, life-giving, and blessed, That's it, just going to God's word every single day will help you with that. And what I'd like you to think about this point is is pretty much what A.W. Tozer said. Whatever keeps me from my Bible is my enemy, however harmless it may be. If sleep keeps me from my Bible, sleep is my enemy, however harmless it may be. If my sporting team keeps me from my Bible, It's my enemy, no matter how harmless it may be. If my gym session keeps me from my Bible, 
It is my enemy, no matter how harmless it was. But a gym is healthy for you, yes, but what's better for you is word, and God, word of God. And then go gym. Is it making sense? And if you want practical, everyday help, I feel so, I feel so bad sharing this and, and self-conscious, so please forgive me, right? Um, but I've just, I've just jumped. I do daily devotionals. And so I've just, if you want a daily devotional, just go to that. <laughs> that dude. I hear he's profound. I actually, I hear, I hear he's amazing. Um, and uh, it's all for free, so don't, don't worry. Oh, my head, I feel so bad. Anyway, every day, I can't tell you what time. I don't know how long I'm going to do it. If, if it's not helping anybody, I'll stop it. But honestly, honestly, this is this was my. I had this conversation with Lara. I said, "You know what? If we can just help people to encounter God every day, so much will get sorted out in people's lives." And every time I have a meeting with someone and I ask them, "Hey, how's 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 your relationship with God?" The sheepish look comes over them. I almost want to avoid it. But just to fall in love with Jesus every day through his word. Hey, sometimes it's not glamorous, but it's always healthy. And I love us as a church to grow more in God this year. These devotionals take 10 minutes. If you've got better devotionals elsewhere, please use them. Literally, I read scripture, I comment on it, and I pray. That's it, 10 minutes. Version Bible app, also great. So just as a doorway for people who don't know how to have a devotional time, you can watch me have a devotional time and it's super awkward for both of us, but we both grow, amen? Okay. And lastly, is to commit ourselves to godly relationships this year. So you will, you will grow spiritually if you read the Bible daily, if you pray daily, and you commit yourself to godly relationships. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, Paul says, do not be misled, but bad company corrupts good character. The people around you determine the, the direction of your life. Did you know that? It's not your intention, it's your relationships. If you have unhealthy relationships, guess what? Your life will be unhealthy because we always seem to become like the people we're around. You seem to dress like the people you're around. You enjoy the same jokes as the people you're around. You enjoy the same bribe banter as the people that you're around. You actually become like the people you surround yourself with. And so this year, don't think you can grow spiritually if you don't have any Christian friends that you do life with. Now, what I'm not saying is abandon all your friends who don't know Jesus, because that's not clever. But it's just to be intentional about saying, this year, I'm going to make a friend who is a Christian in our church. We actually call it life groups here, where you can get into a group with other people and actually go, Hey, I'm gonna build a friendship with you. And as you do, you will actually grow in your walk with God. Why? Because they're gonna encourage you. They're gonna build you up. They're gonna lift you up. They're gonna pray for you. Your unsafe friends aren't doing that, but they will. If our band can come up, please. The, the early church did it in Acts chapter two. I'm not gonna read it, but it pretty much says they devoted themselves to four spiritual practices. They devoted themselves to the teaching of God's word, reading the Bible. They devoted themselves to prayer. They devoted themselves to breaking of bread, which is just 
a, a moment to exalt Christ as Lord, and they devoted themselves to fellowship. Friends who love Jesus, who I can do life with. And it's amazing to me that in the early church, they didn't go, I know Jesus, now I'm gonna do life alone. The natural thing with doing life with Jesus was forming a community. The church has always been a community. It's never been me on my own. I, 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 love, it. I, I love it sometimes when I talk to people who don't go to church and they're like, I'm, I believe in Jesus. I love God. I just don't like the church. I think it's organized religion and there's an issue with it. I'm like, really? How many scriptures could you give me that says that? Obviously none. What did the early church do? Is they formed relationships because we're a family. So in Hebrews 10, it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on to love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. All the more as you see the day approaching. Life group this year will have a positive impact on your life. So I'm just asking you to make a commitment to go, you know what, I'm gonna try this thing out. And I promise you, if the people there weird you out, you don't have to go back to life group. It's, a, it's my 90-day all-back money thing guarantee. Maybe they're not your people, but we've got people for you. Every shape, size, every color, every height, every season of life. Because we know this, that if this will be your best year spiritually, it'll be your best year. If you commit yourself to the basic principles of just getting to know God through His Word, connecting with God through prayer, and deciding to make some friends who love Jesus and hang out with them, that will be the biggest impact on your business this year. That'll be the biggest impact in your relationships this year, the biggest impact in your friendships, the biggest impact in your marriage, the biggest impact in your purpose in life. Why do you think those are the three areas that the devil always attacks us in? I never have time to pray. I never have time for my Bible. And people creep me out. People hurt me. People said they were one way and they did another thing. Why do you think the enemy goes after relationships and your intimacy with God? Because those are the areas that will have the biggest impact on the fruitfulness of your life. Jesus wants to open up the storehouses of heaven, but you know what he wants more? He wants a relationship with you. He wants you to grow. He wants a hunger inside of you for him. And this is not whipping us on the back and how bad we've been. No, let's just do 1% better. Let's read one sentence of Scripture every day. Let's start with pray continually. There's another one. I'll give you another one. I can't remember the reference. I think it's in John. Jesus wept. There's another one. You've learned two Scriptures you can memorize today. But just to lean in. So we can help you to have good friends in the church by just joining a life group. Term's gonna start soon and all that and there's many people who are in groups already. But we wanna connect you. Even if you live far away, we wanna connect you somehow. We will do our best to make a plan. The way you can do that is use your connection card that's on your seat. Just put down your details in a legible format so we don't know if it's at a five, is it an eight, is it a six, is it a nine, what is that? 
but legible. And we'll get hold of you this week and connect you to friends that you can make. Let's not take this year for granted. It's not the only place we need to grow, but it's the place we need to grow first. And I think if you can stand to your feet, we're going to worship God. And I think just in this moment of worship, just to go, God, I'm going to make my commitment to one of those this year and say, I'm going to, I'm going to grow in you. So Father, we just commit ourselves to you this morning. And we ask you, God, that we would see 2023 to be the best year where we know you more and we know your children more. Thank you, Lord.